0: Kelsey has so many thoughts and is trying to put them together. So while we give them a minute, welcome to Queer Half Time.
1: Uh, my name is Becca. I use she they pronouns. Uh, my name is Kelsey. I also use she they pronouns. Nice. I'm torn because I've got so many things. I feel like I haven't been here in a long time, and I want to talk about like everything.
0: So okay. Now I what's know what's the
1: first thing you want to talk about? Um, the first thing I want to talk about is you know what i would like okay. to just make a short statement on behalf of myself as the outloud executive director because this Ooh. is a very important thing um i would just like to make it very clear and you can either cut this into a different episode if you feel like it's more appropriate but i want to make it cl- very clear that um this podcast is 100% endorsed by outloud um everything that is said on here is supported by myself as the ed and our board Um, The people that we have on this podcast are vetted. They're fantastic. We know them personally. Um, And this is, they're people that we support as an organization. If anybody at any point in time has concerns about that, please direct them uh, directly to me. Skip Becca, skip the Queer (laughs) Half Time email address, and you can just email me directly with whatever worries you have. If I find that you have attached a name to the email... Um, and I feel like it's valid, I will reply. Otherwise, please don't expect a reply. Do you want to give people context? I feel, so we, I feel like we have made it officially as
0: a podcast because uh, we got our first hate mail um, and from we, the, some mm-hmm. rando who I don't think has ever listened because then I went and checked our downloads and there's no downloads from that uh, part of the country. Um, yeah, it was really funny. And they're like, oh drag performers are bad it's like well Well,
1: that person has passed more background checks than you have my dude yeah so and also like keep in mind this is a very small community so I can promise you that I have known this person longer and know more about them than you do also do you know that you're
0: you know you can type in emails into Facebook and the profile they're attached
1: to pops up just be aware we know where you live so it's (laughs) just like and it's Like, it's just one of those things that I think that we need to address. Like, I don't want anybody thinking that Becca's kind of coming in here and just grabbing people randomly and putting them on the podcast. Um, As an agency, we know every single person that comes on this podcast, Becca, lets us know who's on the podcast. We have board members that listen to the podcast. We have board members who've been on the podcast. Yes. This isn't something that we just kind of do willy-nilly off the side of our desk. This is a very intentional effort to give voices to people in our community that don't have the opportunity to speak to what they're going through, right? So- I don't care if you don't like the person. If you have a lo- like actual direct concerns, please reach out to me and I will. But again, they have to be real and you have to put your freaking name. Don't send an email without a name attached, please. Just don't. Anyways, that's my little rant. That's where we start. Okay. Happy Pride.
0: <laughs> it's July. <laughs> it is July. And now it's time for wrap, like we said.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's true. It's true. And in case you haven't noticed, queer wrath this year looks like really disgustingly aggressive protection of our community (laughs) that's like I'm just I'm not having it man yeah we're a
0: little punchy um right now especially when it comes to our youth Mm -hmm. um even
1: more even just like the adults that support our youth like I'm very protective of our staff of our volunteers of our friends of the people that donate their time to raise money for our organization like I think that People get thrown into a really negative light just because people see one side of them. Let's talk about the Angelina Jolie comment. You Remember you told me? Oh, yeah. This is like the perfect, so, this is the perfect thing about drag story time, right? Yeah. And like things like that. So somebody made this analogy and they were like, okay,
0: so pretend you're like a really big fan of Angelina Jolie. Would you take your child to any and every Angelina Jolie movie that comes out? Like you'd probably take them to like Shark Tale, but you probably wouldn't take them to like Girl Interrupted or you know, like Wanted, right? Because there are different target audiences and things are appropriate for different people. But that doesn't mean that because she does, you know, an adult film, but that she can't personally. then be great in Shark Tale. Yeah. Um, and it's like that with Drag Storytime. Like, yes, there are ones, there are drag shows that are 18 plus that are very raunchy and very fun. Um, but that's not what's happening at Drag story times. Mm-hmm. Drag story times are
1: rated G and are the Shark Tale. Mm-hmm of the Angelina jolie understand. 100%, <laughs> 100%. And I think that, yeah, like we are, we're very, drag story time, I love drag story time, 100% support drag story time. At Loud, we currently aren't attached to any drag story times, just because we wanna make sure that the people that we attach, like that we partner with when we do stuff like that, are ready for the backlash they're going to get and are ready to continue with the drag story times yes. and those types of all ages events even when it doesn't go well. But they'll have the courage of their convictions to stand by it
0: um, because we don't want people to win
1: mm-hmm. um, or
0: like to feel like they've won because we cancel them
1: event for safety reasons or like whatever. For example, we talk about the Westlock Pride crosswalk a lot and that Westlock Pride crosswalk got postponed because of weather because there was basically a monsoon the day <laughs> that it was booked. Yeah. And it just like started it downpoured and downpoured forever. And there was like lightning. Yeah. And, like, yeah, we didn't want... Yeah, but the people that were uh, protesting it were a hundred percent. Like, if you kind of like went onto their Facebooks, you, they were like, "Oh, we we've put them off another week." And it's like you actually didn't do anything. The Lord did this. Yeah, but you know what I mean. And like, not because like... she hates gays. Yeah, it's because. Because the we weather
0: sucks, the plants need a little water, and this is Alberta. Um, and then two literally, so we did the crosswalking. I think we've talked about this, but like literally two people showed up yeah. as like haters versus
1: like a couple hundred supportive adults. Which, in a selfish way, I'm kind of glad about. Let me let me explain why. So I am, so I will go to these events. I always go to these events with the hope that I'm not going to have to interact with anybody negative because I am not like, I don't know, my internalized homophobia and transphobia is something I'm still working for. And I'm deeply conflict averse. I'm so conflict averse. It's like painful. So if you add those things together, I'm like, don't question me about my identity or who I love because- I'll just cry and walk away because it's, I don't want to do anything. the point years. where I've had to be
0: like Kelsey. You're seeing conflict where there isn't any. You it's need true. to just take a step back.
1: <laughs> Let's call it <them> drama. <laughs> I know. Um, but, but yeah. I know. So like, and I really was like, you're at this at this Westlock crosswalk. I was very excited for a moment. I was like, I'm scared. Yeah, but this is going to be my opportunity to stand up too. The people that i've never stood up to before like this is where i'm gonna get comfortable in my discomfort and i am going to be a wall for these children and then none of the protesters showed up and i was a little disappointed because i was like well sh- I, I hyped myself all up to be this wall but then this one like kid was like trying to film or whatever <laughs> and i like i made a bigger deal of it than it really needed to be but i walked over there with my flag and just held it in front of him and he wasn't actually filming he was like, like a teenage influencer." Or- yeah he was filming something else, but I just felt so proud being like, huh. At least I sped up to this one 16-year-old kid. Of all the things I thought I was gonna have to deal
0: with um that day, heat stroke was not what I would have, you know, called. Know. Um but I was glad, you know, I've never been happy to be heat sick, but here we are. Yeah. I was like, at least I didn't have to deal with any shitty, shitty people.
1: It really? Like, yeah. And yeah. that's I don't know. I was I was ready, you know, I was yeah. ready. Well, I was and, ready to and so now it.
0: these people are planning so like just like a fun trigger warning i think for this episode there's gonna be some talk about like transphobia and like internalized shit um and like a lot of like the groomer rhetoric so just if that's not something you want to deal with if you're like i have to listen to that all day feel free we will not hold against you if you skip this one
1: we also listen to it all day so yeah we also get do.
0: it um which is why we're now ranting about it mm-hmm. um for you to all listen to and maybe enjoy maybe learn something we'll see but so now these people are planning like a fucking convoy, Mm -hmm. Um, and for those of our listeners outside of Canada, all of us are like a little bit gun shy about convoys now. After well, I don't know what else.
1: Like, you know what I mean. i don't think that i don't think canada has like open carry laws do we like are you well, allowed no, to just like carry you know saying well no but i'm saying because like this is why like you can't say gun shy because the last convoy there were so many weapons There were, so <laughs> many, there were yeah well so because of we had a very fun convoy
0: um with just kind of all the different bigots kind of united yeah. into like a fucking angry voltron um and went to mostly ottawa and like occupied the city for a while, but they also went to like the Alberta US border and had so many guns um, and they were in a couple other places. But yeah, so now anytime we hear the word convoy, everybody's like, same with if I see a pickup truck with a Canada flag. I'm like, are you
1: one of them? God, I see a funeral procession now and I'm like, oh dear God.
0: (laughs) But so now the like gays against groomers people are doing a convoy, like a save our children one, Mm -hmm. um, which there's so many funny and effective way kind of things about that like I think we've talked about in the last one the gays against groomers people about the whole like they're very much like fuck you got mine mm-hmm. about like oh well I can get married to my same gender partner now and that's all I cared about um and now you trans people are going and ruining things and giving us a bad name and blah blah blah, blah, blah all this shit but so I found out today Kelsey told me that like <laughs> One of the Gays
1: Against Groomers founder people are, like, besties with Milo Yiannopoulos. Yeah, so, like, and this is, like, this is, like, so weird how this, i grabbed, like, a. sometimes I pull things off my calendar, and I'm, like, let's do an episode on this, and it just happened to be something, I don't know, something stupid about military. Like, I mean, it is not stupid. It's not stupid. Yeah, scary. it's
0: an interesting thing, but it because we were talking about, and maybe we'll do a little bit of an episode about it, but basically there was this um, legion in Greece um, that was 300 men, but they were 150 couples, right? So they were um, gay couples, the thought being, I guess that they would, you know, like fight harder, but also there was like a mentorship component, um, because there was sort of an older, more dominant one, mm-hmm. and a younger, more submissive one um, in each of these pairs. And then Kelsey was reminded of
1: I was reminded, yeah, of yeah. Paige, who had done all of this research on this Gays Against Groomers group that we've just been kind of keeping an eye on. And like Paige has done all this research, and every once in a while just like sh- throws me information that they found out. And I remember them talking about this Milo, whatever, Monopolopolis, yeah. or whatever the heck his name is. um. So, and they had told me that that guy had, like, that the people that run Gays Against Groomers were sharing. Hope from like but, like in a positive stuff. way in a positive way being like he gets it and it's like I don't think he does um, but
0: like he's talking about like, okay how positive grooming is and how it was great for him personally yeah um because he was you know he was a victim um mm-hmm. and now he uses that as an excuse to get out of allegations um about like oh I was working through my trauma like I didn't actually mean anything that I said um but it's just it's funny. You know that like nothing. It's like not funny. Ha-ha.
1: funny, bah, <laughs> funny ah, ha ha. Funny that. Funny. That they're like besties. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing is like, and what I was explaining to Becca was like, so many people support like, and I mean so many. This is so many. It's a small group, but, but they're so loud. They're very There's loud. So much time, and they. It seems like they are kind of like the. Well, like this, the snake pit for scum. like every person that's trash is falling into this like gazing right like because they just want something and they're like well if the gays don't support the trans people then that must say something which it actually says nothing um but i think that what's so interesting about this is that so many people have fallen into this and paige was able to find an attachment back to an actual pedophile within like five minutes yeah it's of not... scrolling through like a Facebook page. Like Paige, this was like the first thing they had found, right? And like God love them for like doing all of this really awful triggering research. Yeah. Um I swear to God, this we, we talked about it. It was consensual. They're not they're painting in, in, in uh, over there right now. Um but I swear like they, they did this because they felt like they had the sponsor to do it. But It was so interesting that, like, it didn't even take five minutes of, like, Googling. They do it in, like, a petty rage kind of way. As we all
0: do. Um, It's really funny. I love it. Uh, But, oh, also this guy that sent us hate. I forgot. So, like, they're all, like, oh, the government knows everything. Big brother, blah, blah, blah. But, like, he posted his vaccination records with his full legal name and birth date on them.
1: I really hope he doesn't actually listen to the podcast. but.
0: Um we know more about you sir than i think you wanted us to but <laughs> it's it's amazing what some of these people will post right because yeah they'll post about you know hating you know whatever group and then they'll make another post where it's like oh this is your address sir and then you can mm-hmm. look them up and be like oh this person has a criminal record it's
1: like and that's the thing like we don't
0: you look up their name and it's like, oh, there's an article about you getting arrested for
1: this thing. Yeah. And not this guy. Like, yeah. we, we Not support, the hater. We support you. Well, we don't. But like, no. I mean. You don't. Maybe lock down your Facebook though, sir. <laughs> yeah. It was like, <laughs> again, it was like 30 seconds. I was like, judge yeah. the email into Google. And I was like, here's your, here's who's contacting you. Here's, here's her your like, health records that you posted like- on your very public Facebook. And I think that the reason that this gets so upsetting is because we are literally impacting, like, this podcast doesn't reach, I mean, it reaches far enough, but what's important, like, these are people. Yeah. And these are, like, although this is a job to us, this is our everyday life. Most people that do their job get to do their job and And leave at 5 p.m. And then that's it like you know if yeah. you're a nurse or you're a cop you're a cop till 5 p.m i you're, mean maybe you're, not a nurse because you're working like triple shit. yes no i um, love nurses but you know what i mean like it's like any other position you're in that position until a certain time and then that position is no longer part of it's your identity part of the group that you serve yeah um so like when yeah. you actually say shit like this when you say mean things, you're not talking about like just some person we reached out to for a podcast. This is my friend. It's my fiance's friend, friend of Becca's, friend of Pages. Like these are people that like we really care about, right? So like that's where I want people to realize that like if you actually have a valid concern there is a way to approach that, just slandering somebody's name and that is what it is, slander, because if you don't have proof or... Anything of anything like that, then it's really (laughs) like I love yeah. I just I love it. It's so funny.
0: The thing that like yeah, it's bold, right? Because like it's very bold, but like I love how we will talk about the things that we face and the barriers and like uh the problems that out loud has and blah 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 and People will ask a question and we'll be like, "Oh, well, here's this example. Here's this example. Here's this thing we deal with. Here's, you know, what this person said to our faces. Here's what this politician said in a very public thing." And people are all surprised, right? Like it was the same. There was some absolute trash um, anti-trans propaganda left at two elementary schools in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, some parents found them before any kids did, uh, but everybody like that they reached out for comment like Kelsey was asked for comment <laughs> and was not in the interview because it was too political but like we're not surpri- it's not surprising it's what we've been
1: telling you yeah like it's what we've been telling you every single meeting yep <laughs> yep and you know what doesn't make good news when you tell them you're not it's surprised I-, I told you so does not make <laughs> whoops but it also speaks to the fact that this like that there is a specific narrative around this hate that media and the world as a whole is trying to encourage and that is and that is that this is out of the norm and unfortunately for some people in our community this isn't out of the norm
0: it's like, like it is a small group doing it but it is constant yeah and it's escalating
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah but like on the thing of people not taking it home do you
1: want to talk about our friend ron yeah So the whole, okay, so when we were talking about this episode and we were like, what are we going to talk about? I was like, oh, it's been brought to my attention recently that a lot of people don't actually know um, as much about American politics anymore now that Trump is in an office because everybody was really worried about Trump being president, right? Um it's, but now everything's great. Everything's fine because Trump's not president and Biden is. But a lot of time like what we're not talking about is like, you know, they're they will be going into an election, I don't know when soon. Also for our American listeners, that was facetious. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I did not actually mean that. we don't actually yeah. mean Biden's everything's no. good now that Biden's in. Uh <laughs> straight white men are just the worst. Um <laughs> <laughs> he He's... Hey. Some, somebody put it in perspective the other day and they were like,
0: hey, Clinton, who was in the presidency 30 years ago is younger than the current president. Like everybody's been boomers mm-hmm. since Reagan and Biden is fucking silent generation which means older than a boomer. Yes.
1: Yeah. Sorry. No, it's yeah, the important, yeah. important news. That is very important. But what I think like I've had a lot of conversations lately about like whatever american politics um but i don't think people realize how like volatile the situation is getting in the states um and what brought this to light is a wonderful wonderful human that i know that i don't know if they listen to this podcast or not but shout out to you if you do uh but they had they are a queer person as well and sometimes i forget when i'm not here that other queer people aren't so bogged down by the news like we are you know what I mean like they don't follow it as much as we do because they don't have to so this person that I know had just was joking with me and was like oh yeah I saw this like really interesting like my friend showed me this ad campaign about how um it's like somebody that's about to run that's running for president and it was slandering Donald Trump on the basis of him being too friendly to the queer community and I was like I'm sorry pardon (laughs) And then this person like pulled up the video and they showed it to me. And I was like, oh my God, this is a Ron DeSantis campaign post. Yeah. And the fact like that, and like, no, it's, this is just the most recent time that I've had this conversation, but I've had this conversation so many times recently where there are so many queer and trans people in our community too. And parents and everything that don't really know who this guy is and don't, know why this is such a problem I'm telling you Ron DeSantis makes Trump look like a fucking saint man
0: well and this Light is
1: like room. a shamey thing like oh. we don't think
0: you should know about everything know. but like it has a direct impact on what happens here like so like our premier in Alberta just had a fun little snafu last week
1: okay. um premier in
0: Quebec. yeah is he I'm- a premier do they have premiers in Quebec oh no he's a member probably a member he's of actually my so mp Ooh, turf, so I every canada day they get a little speech from pierre um no he's actually in one of the ottawa writings oh yeah he's an mp out there he's not which is so interesting i don't though. think what, he's, he's actually stamp i don't think he's actually francophone like i think he's his last name is polio i know but i don't think he's actually like I don't know. I don't know.
1: Anyways, not the point. He
0: could be. I I refuse to listen to him speak because he's just so awful. Like I've read quotes, but his just his voice, it's yeah. bad. It's not good. Um So our best be the premier of so Alberta. The Alberta premier took a picture with a guy in a neon green shirt that was like, Thank a straight person, like straight property. Thank a straight
1: person for your existence. Yeah. Today. And then on the back
0: it was like, good people disobey bad laws. Um, and like it was very it was like very bold like impossible to miss and she and Pierre probably have both took pictures with this guy and like posted them on their social media and stuff and the excuse was that she didn't read it um which okay even if you even if I somehow bought that which I absolutely don't like she had staffers everywhere um but then I guess the guy in the picture did a video and was like oh she absolutely read it and I'm so like You know shame on her for disavowing her like you know but it was quite it's been quite the thing but like she during the election said that she envied the freedoms that floridians have which is where ronda santis is right like the stuff he is doing is stuff that she wants to bring to canada and we've seen a lot of that right is there's this joke that like canada is the us like a couple years behind so people talk about how trudeau was our obama right and so now we're worried that polyev is going to be like our trump and like yeah so we're yeah we're basically them a couple years behind right is kind Mm -hmm. of the theme of our politics and like you know there's obviously differences and blah 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 but and with the interconnectedness of the world and social media a lot of this ignores borders and
1: i don't like it's kind of getting to the point where it's like it's bad it's targeting trans people, but it's also getting to the point where, like, that you talked about, where it's, like, when your rights are gone, then who's next? Well, it's that's... the greater the- queer community. Yeah. Because so- it's stretching, like, there are, like, they just passed, like, the Supreme Court just passed a case, or whatever, where um, businesses are allowed to discriminate. Yeah, against-
0: and so recently in the U.S., so two people... um Well, no, so I'm talking oh, about different thing. Oh, yes. So a cis... A woman what? was killed in a transphobic attack mm-hmm. they thought this and like there's race at play there's transphobia like all this but you know i mean mask lesbians have been talking for ages like hey this isn't just gonna affect trans people mm-hmm. like this is gonna affect you know like you see you know they forget that like mask lesbians are just generally like kind of butch women exist um and they assume they're trans because they can't actually tell ever they've terrible hit rate on that one but like it's affecting so many people and it's like about drag and like it just kind of keeps going down the line about control and there was this great comic that reminded me of the gays against groomers people and it was like this gay person talking to like a far-right dipshit I was like oh yeah we got rid of all those nasty trans people who's next and then like the far-right guy is just looking at him he's like who who who's next who, who is it like yeah. it's like it's you but yeah it's yeah they'll because they find one that they can get enough people on board that they're enough out of the norm that they can get people on board of
1: hating and then scooch it and we've seen that in places like i can't even remember where it is but there was a gay couple that was getting married and approached a website designer to have their wedding website designed and she refused to design a website based on the fact that it goes against her religious beliefs to have gay people get married and like it was like so the couple went after her and she won and that's like so the phrase that I've been using all this past month is because when
0: people use and it's mostly religion right Mm -hmm. people use religion to deny the rights of queer people mm-hmm. and it's the rights of my fist and at the rights of your face
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and like people's freedoms from tend to outweigh people's freedoms to. Mm-hmm. it's why the government could mandate masks and vaccines right is because people's protection from a disease outweighs a couple dipshits yeah. wanting to go around without masks and Like, it's the same with, like, why we don't have smoking sections in restaurants, is people's freedom from secondhand smoke outweighs people's freedom
1: to smoke. Which is wild, because, like, like, and I know you're not doing this, but just, like, just when I hear that, as a strong queer person, with my own internal shit, whatever, but as a strong queer person, what I hear is that my sexuality and who I love is being attached to, like, is being equated to something that people need to be free from do you know what i mean and (laughs) so it's more your freedom (laughs) from oppression right well yeah but it's also this woman's freedom from the gaze yeah right no
0: it's yeah it's and with religion is it's tricky because we're free from religious persecution but we're also free from oppression because of right it's the whole religious freedom thing is so often used to mean that people can push a like Christian agenda. Mm -hmm. Right. And often like it leans into like Christo fascism, which is like a whole thing. But it's never, you know, people in the halls of power pushing, you know, Islam or Judaism or Hinduism.
1: Right. It's always Christianity. Like there is no
0: separation of church and state. It's just
1: not a thing. Oh, It's wild as somebody that is like planning a wedding ish. I mean, there's not a lot of planning going on, but part of that is this. Like, part of that is like my own fear. Yeah. Like, that it's like, this is going to be like, I'm, it's going to, everybody loves that I'm in a queer relationship. Everybody, like, it's like one of the, it's almost annoying. Well, because like the token, I know. And but everybody loves that, like, oh, you and Steph are so cute, and like, oh, the lesbians, and like, blah blah blah. And it's like that, which is so great. Um, as long as they can ignore that you're non binary, you're very non threatening as a couple. See, and that's exactly it. Yeah, we're non threatening as a couple, you're white, I, you're lesbians, yeah. like, I right? spend my life. Being unthreatening and non-threatening, right? And all I want to do is threaten. No, I am just kidding. <laughs> but like, I want to be my, seen as an active threat. I spent my life trying to blend in because it's just a little bit easier. And I have a lot of trauma that makes me feel hyper visible, and I don't like the feeling of feeling hyper visible. Mm. But I am very aware. Like, I dated a girl years and years and years ago, and she fully female identifying, and she I went with her once to buy a suit, mm. and it was the worst experience of her life yeah like she was treated horribly Mm -hmm. um she was completely disrespected like she actually I don't think ended up wearing a suit that to that wedding like she was in the wedding yeah um and didn't end up wearing a suit and it's like the fact that I want to wear a suit I'm like yeah okay I get it the world's more progressive how many tailor tip-top tailors am I going to walk into that aren't going to put me in a suit but you don't know that right and they can have the best EDI policy in the world, but we don't, you don't know like the shit that we face in the run of a day as queer people mm-hmm. makes it extremely scary to put yourself in a position where you have to identify that you're a queer person.
0: Yeah. We were talking about this at um, Flag. We were talking about, um, you know, finding family physicians and, you know, they were talking about for their kids. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, as a queer person, like I have, you know i'm constantly faced whenever i have a new physician of do i out myself right because as you know a woman and like um, an fat person they there's always the question whatever ailment i'm dealing with could <laughs> you be pregnant right and i'm like no and they're like well are you sexually sexually active i'm like i promise you i am not
1: pregnant and I don't need to tell you
0: and they were like they'll be like oh well you know we should do it if you're you know active we should do a test like I promise you there is no physical way (laughs) that that could have happened and then you have to be like you know do I
1: out myself I I tried to switch doctors once and yeah it was very like are you pregnant and I'm like no they're like, well, when was your last period? And I was like, well, my periods are really irregular, but I'm like, I'm not pregnant. And they were like, well, when was last? Like, are you sexually active? And I was like, well, yeah. No. Well, like, how do you know you're not pregnant? I was like, I've not had a weenus in me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say paid it, yeah. but I don't know if I can say that on a podcast. I mean, like, say it, it's been like, I haven't been with a dude since... 2015 like this is the longest pregnancy of my life and probably the only one um because no I'm not it's just ongoing for that long yeah it's the fact that I kind of have to be like they're like well when was the last time and it's like yeah that's actually none of your business if I tell you I'm not pregnant I'm not well and some of the really shitty ones even if I say that
0: I've only you know slept with like people with vaginas recently they will still not believe me and make me do a test because you know then there's the whole believing you know yeah women and afab people um i think that that's like
1: that like that really explain like it really speaks to like every like your experience as a queer person as i think as any marginalized person. well that's when you get into intersections right? and that's exactly what i was gonna say like i like go to my doctor but i also have like a, a female doctor um that like deals guy. with my yeah. yeah like my internal sex organs um and she, like, in, like, I just, I guess the first time I saw her, she's very trauma-informed. She's fucking phenomenal. Amazing. Um, she knows that I'm non-binary. She offered that I come in, like, at eight in the morning for my appointment so that I'm not surrounded by a bunch of pregnant women that, like, would make me feel dysphoric. It was, like, really, really good. But one of the things that she also did was, like, when we were talking about, like, the reason that I was there, she was like, all right, let's do an exam. And she was like, would you have any worries about that? And I was like, I'm sorry, pardon She was like, would you have any worries about me doing an exam? And I was like, okay, well, I do have, like, an unfortunate amount of sexual trauma. So, like, this is going to probably be very painful and traumatizing for me. And she was like, we won't do it then. (laughs) And I was like, I'm sorry. What? She was like, well, there's other ways that I can get these answers. Like, I'll send you for an ultrasound. Like, I'll send you for some blood work. We'll do this, 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 this. I was like, I'm sorry, pardon? She was like, you're telling me you've been in the same monogamous relationship for six years. You're not pregnant. You have no desire to become pregnant. She was like, you don't have any symptoms of like STDs, STIs or anything. But even if you did, we can find that out via blood work. Like we don't actually need to do like an exam, like an internal exam. And I was like, okay, but like what about this one thing that I'm pretty sure like you need to do an internal exam for? She was like, will start but the second it hurts we're done like there is nothing that i need to do as a doctor that's worth the trauma this will cost it i and i was like i'm gonna live here actually. so after I'm done it it? It. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can you just like shoot me <laughs> her contact right though. and <laughs> it was the most affirming thing ever mind you that should not that should not have shocked me like oh no that's me having rights to say, shocking. I don't want that for my own body should not be as shocking. Or me, like, I was in tears when I was like, I'm non-binary. And she was like, she looked at me and she was like, well, that was really scary for you to say. I can tell. And I was like, yeah, because I've never come out to a medical professional mm-hmm. before. Like, I've never told anybody in the medical world. And I don't know how it's going to be taken. First thing she said, can I ask what your pronouns are? And i was like i'm gonna quit my other doctor my other yeah. doctor who is like trying to get into my pants every five minutes in a way that's like medically necessary but has never offered me the option of not having this like you know what i mean it's really invasive procedure oh, no. and you see i can't see gush on <laughs> your doctor get in your pants <laughs> i deserve this you know why i deserve this because we talk about homophobia a lot But I just need everybody to know that once upon a time, I walked into my doctor's office, and I looked a little extra gay that day, and there was a man there that was obviously not happy that I was gay, and he was, like, sitting there, and I walked by, and I checked in, and they turned around, and they went to take me to the room, and he goes, fucking dyke. And I was like... what <laughs> oh my god and it was just like from that on, i'm allowed to say whatever i want about my doctors because nobody in the doctor's doctor, office doesn't so. affect you at all why yeah. did you need to say that out loud also like isn't doesn't dyke mean something else too well so there's also, that's all i think about is the other words so there's also dykes when you come when it's like you know dams and like
0: water yeah management and stuff because like there's the whole thing with like new orleans about
1: the dykes breaking. Yes um that's all i picture when he's like fucking dying i'm like that big old i think it's spelled like di though but like these are the things where i'm like yeah people are often like oh this (laughs) actually doesn't affect canada because it's in the states it's like my my experience as a queer person accessing the medical system has even just as a queer person not as a trans person has shifted since all of these a laws certain,
0: have been put. a certain writing here in alberta elected a woman who compared trans kids to cookies
1: with poop in them like you know how people are like oh you know how when you go to buy the chocolate chip cookie and it's not chocolate chips it's just feces very, very much like kids, that
0: yeah. apparently
1: it's like why um, oh, don't you go and bite now, them to a regular and child so t- <laughs> they're not
0: a regular child my representative has decided that he's always going to have cookies on hand when he sees her to just be casually snacking on um apparently the journalists in the like little press corps call her uh poop cookie I love it um I love it so much
1: yeah I think it's why it's wild that there's this much to talk about when we're talking about transphobia and homophobia and we're adults yeah think about like yeah like what well, what did the kid the I kids was just feel? joking about how, like, at our last PFLAG,
0: you can tell it's summer and the kids aren't in school because it was so much more chill. Like, nobody had teachers that they were, f- you know, arguing with. Yeah. Arguing with, or like, they didn't have to advocate for their kid in the school. Like, there was none of this. It was so chill. Mm-hmm.
1: It was great. And, like, that's not as a parent, you obviously have to advocate for your kids in so many ways, but. This is one way that it I don't be think. So great. Yeah, this is one of the ways that I don't feel like parents should constantly have to fight. Like, yeah, it's cruel. Well, and, like, I talk
0: about, so, I talk a lot in workshops about all the emotions when, like, your kid comes out and transitions and how there's, like, a mourning process of, like, a future you'd imagined and blah, 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 blah. But there's also the preparing yourself emotionally Mm -hmm. to advocate for them at every turn to the point where some of our parents have actually had to cut off their own parents because of how they treat their grandchild
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right like parents that they had had very good relationships with
1: yeah
0: but now that you know grandkid comes out like oh i guess we're not seeing grandpa and grandpa for a while until they can get their shit together like and that's a call that they have to like you know they have to choose their
1: kids side 100 well Why? i mean they don't have to but well i them for doing it they don't have to that but causes is trauma yeah God. I... thank goodness they do <laughs> me sitting here sobbing with no dad <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
0: uh, it's okay i'll be my own dad you will you were very yeah you got some dad energy i think terry's wrote off on you um Although for like the wedding planning thing, I heard you're supposed to not tell people when you're booking things that it's for a wedding because they'll like upcharge you massively. So maybe you can avoid the whole problem by just not saying it's for a wedding. (laughs) Like when you're buying a
1: cake and stuff. I am people averse, but I'm having this once in a lifetime random party with the person that I just proposed to. (gasps) On stage. On stage. In front of a couple hundred people. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I did like some people being like I'm gonna vet baker bakeries now by being like hey it's for my gay wedding and then if they're like oh yeah sounds good and they'll be like it's
1: not it's for my kid's grad but like you seem chill <laughs> please do that and and then like, send me an email of yeah. all of the bakeries you find that are affirming because I think that that's probably the most like yeah that's the most intimidating place we have friends that are sending us venues and everything and I'm like I love this I'm so terrified we, we
0: work with a couple bakers that we know are really good
1: yeah for pride but so. I'm like but you know yeah. what I mean I'm like yeah like I'm just scared you know what I'll get married out loud oh my god you would it's actually so funny because Steph and I had like we had to have like we had to make a plan around this because she was like okay we're gonna have to have a wedding but we're also gonna have an out loud wedding because she was like I'm not having 60 queer kids at my wedding <laughs> because I was like but then I don't have a bridal party like, that's the worst part about like if you moved to a different place, right? Like, you know, like Steph grew up here. So she yes. has like everybody she's known for the past like 30 whatever years. At 32, I know how old she is. I started back. <laughs> oh my God. I, she's 33. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, so 33. If she's listening to this, I'm going to get shot. Oh my God. Anyways. um, So, but like, so she has everybody that she's known, right? And yeah. I have like two people. And I'm like, this yeah. is why we can't have a wedding with sides. Hmm. because there will be two chairs and it'll be Paige and Becca yeah. and, my
0: cool. son. and everybody else will just be on step side it's... I mean I have offered to walk friends down the aisle before I I had one friend I thought it would be really fun I was like I'm gonna go to like Goodwill and get the worst mother of the bride fucking like retro outfit I can and just hold like a little paper sign that's like fuck you I, love it. Name. Um, I love it but because of COVID they just end up eloping
1: I think I'm gonna ride a poker stick down the aisle you would Why in your not?
0: tails. In your your tails, tails you can get stuck in the spring. Oh, I know. Did you see? So one of our past guests um, got married recently, and he had a white. It was like white tux pants, and then like a white vest. So it was like a sleeveless tux jacket with it? tails, oh. with a red lining inside. It's really person? Person? wow. Yeah. Of course they would. I don't think he's I don't think he's supposed to picture. Of course he would, but of course he would. Course yeah. He I saw like in the story, I was like, that's incredible. And I need to tell Kelsey about it. Yeah. Because Kelsey's been talking about going full Monopoly Man.
1: It's true. And I'm gonna I be I s- so fucking hope you do. Either Monopoly Man or Willy Wonka. Like I might okay. actually do that, like fake like okay thing and then it oh. oh yeah, man. But then I'm really expecting a bunch of oopaloopas to come out that's and true. start, like a.k.a. Okay, I loop oh my god i i would give it i could give an embarrassing speech for i don't know i'm kind of i really want to get into like drag more but i have i'm at a little bit of a crossroads because it's expensive no um one of the place that mostly caters to drag people i hate um like one of one of the very popular drag venues like i'm 100% uncomfortable Mm. going there would not walk in there um so like that's kind of like one of those things where i'm like Hmm. So like this could be like a weird like. Next time I go to a show, I should wear that shirt. This should be well. Just like safe. they're not. They're not mean that. It's just not safe for. Yeah. Like it's like it's unfortunate, right? Um. And like I don't have enough that I would ever name drop who it is, but like it's just one of the places that I personally don't feel safe, so I wouldn't go. So maybe I'll just do drag at all of my important events yeah going forward if anybody wants to hire a really really miserable drag thing like someone with kind no of practice and takes like
0: coco's idea for like the night of a thousand cocos mm. and do
1: like backyard drag
0: be like i want to do a drag show so everybody come to my
1: backyard and watch me nobody would show i would <laughs> it would just be becca and page i love Yes, sir. And the best thing is when we go to drag shows together, I normally hand people five dollar bills to tip with. right? not yeah. be <laughs> me jumping off stage to give you five dollars. Not that I like to tip your parent or anything, yeah. but yeah. Oh funny. Could you imagine? Giving us money to tip you with. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, like I can't do drag in a church because I I cannot do that. Are you getting married
0: in a church? Wait, what? No. Where
1: did the church come no. from? No, but like that's the other place that they do a lot of drag shows, right? What? Is in churches really well like there's a lot of drag shows in churches how are you not know that oh i don't know like the there's like a lot of like the like, oh yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Stuff. yeah
1: oh yeah no so i'm like there's like, like the a new stuff, stuff. Too. yeah or like yeah the new performer shows sometimes are like in really yeah i know the, they have a lot in parks and like community league stuff like mm. i don't know yeah we should start a ton- oh my god we could start a drag army oh my god love it i mean we did do a workshop that we didn't tell anybody about it's true <laughs> we didn't get any complaints and the kids were thrilled yeah. so i consider that a win
0: they were so happy it was so cute you know did you have any more thoughts
1: not really okay
0: do you have any queer joy welcome to another very distributed episode i do it's like um, disappointed but also kind of attached so sense. i i was pages earlier because it's so fucking funny um I, my mom and I went out to my auntie and uncles yesterday for dinner mm-hmm. and my cousin and her three-year-old are visiting from Ontario. This is how I knew where Pierre Polyev's writing is, is because she mentioned it. Ah. But at one point, uh, my mom made some comment about her little dog that was there because he had done something kind of dumb and she made a joke about, you know, him being stupid and this three-year-old heard that and immediately it was like the dog 2 pit. Uh, and you could see my cousin just dying inside the second he said it and he said it like five or six times throughout the night it was so funny but i was like lisa you dropped me off a slide as a baby i think it's only fair that my mom teaches your kid a, like a swear quote unquote right um so yeah that's so. Cute. we also taught him kraken and skeleton wow that's um and he's obsessed with snakes so he was like pointing the snakes on my medusa and being like cute. cobra like like just naming oh them. it was really cute um I was also wearing like my Cthulhu shirt he was like what's that no it's like it's like an octopus man he's, like, he's scary where does he live it's like in the I ocean yeah really so it was very it was just a very sweet wholesome time mm-hmm. also taught a kid the word stupid which is so much fun because he already um calls his mom a cute chubby lady <laughs> um because I think somebody called him chubby or chunky or something in like a oh you're so cute and so now he thinks it's the term of endearment and he calls his mom that and she <laughs> hates it
1: oh it's funny but sad
0: yeah i, yeah, love so that's I had a great so time good. that was my queer joy. that's, that's so
1: cute. cute uh my queer joy well you don't have covet anymore yeah <laughs> <laughs> my house was full of COVID last week no longer is it full of COVID. So that's pretty joyful. Oh, we're planning our next drag show. Yeah. I'm really excited. Are you going to perform in it? I don't know. I'm really happy to be the ED. So I'm just full of all of the queer joy because everything that we have coming up in the next little while, I'm so fucking thrilled about. Yes. Yeah, I think we've mentioned your promotion in
0: the most recent couple episodes, but you haven't been on since.
1: because I'm busy. Yeah. Busy, busy. But COVID really, like, killed my schedule, so, like, yeah, that helped a little bit. Everything got rebooked this week, so, yeah, no, I am bringing, like, girl, this is, like, the best job I've ever had in my life, so the fact that I get to actually make it an okay place for you guys to work is, like,
0: a blessing.
1: Yay! Yeah. Um, that's, that's not how we end things. No, <laughs> wait, it's also really funny, because you can tell when, boat, when we're, like, yeah. We can't compliment each other or like you know what I mean oh I'm do you know what I mean you know what I mean yeah I'm, I'm also like, fucking exhausted today like but also it yeah. gets awkward when
0: I'm like Kelsey will run away it's true If you compliment know. it's really oh
1: funny. my god I'm compliment and conflict averse <laughs> you, if you're not you speaking, can't you just can't speak. talk to Kelsey just completely neutral statements <laughs> if it's not neutral and completely maybe that's why we get along is because I'm so hard to read apparently you really are. Sometimes I text other people that are around you and are like, "What does her face look like?" I just learned because that I know. I, I got, got that email. Face, I was with
0: staff, our board president, who's been on our show. We have talked about lots. And Kelsey
1: apparently texted her. Yeah, I was like, "Is like, how upset do you think she really is by this?" And then it was really funny because she was like, "I don't know. She's kind of hard to read." I was like, "I know." <laughs> try texting with her about a smutty email (laughs) it's not not smutty i don't know why you use that word because i call anything anything that's like literal trash to me oh okay i see yeah like smut is not an endearing term for me Mm -hmm. which i mean i should probably actually you know what i'm gonna leave and do some research on if that i'm using it a smut i find is like
0: you know like the like
1: sexy yeah yeah well like, like the you
0: know like the you know fabio romance books like that's smut
1: yes which is garbage to me <laughs> but
0: not all garbage is smut i think it's true it's like you know the square don't know. thing Go anyway uh, that. thanks for joining us
1: <laughs> for whatever this was for
0: whatever the fuck um yeah maybe we'll have a real episode with a plan next time who knows Be kind to yourself and others. We'll see you next time. Maybe I'm not saying next week anymore because I can't um, commit. Bye.